0: So we're going to continue talking about uh, being the light, being the light. Uh, We started last week looking at just how Scripture uses that word as a metaphor, right, to get across pureness, holiness, truth, salvation. It's used and nuanced a lot of different ways, that word light. Then we come to the New Testament and we hear Jesus saying what? I am the light. And he says, while I was with you, I was the light. Then he flips it on his disciples and says, now you are the light. Wow. And all that it means to be the light, that is a heavy, 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 I want to use the word responsibility. It's the best one I could think of. But I think I'm going to change it to reality. The fact that you and I are the light, that is a heavy reality. And we're going to unpack why. Just just from the fact that Jesus said, I am the light, All that's wrapped up in that, and then he turns around and says, now you're the light. If we don't feel the weight of that, it's like, wait, you're saying I'm what you were? Yep. Wow. We're called to be the light. So we're going to continue to look at Scripture. What does that mean for us as believers? What does that mean as individual followers of Christ? Our series up to this point, remember, we've been talking a lot about internally, using our gift sets, building one another up, praying for one another, right? God has given gifts to the local church. But the other side of that coin is how you and I ought to be affecting the world. So there's there's an eternal an internal relationship we have with one another, but then we are called to be a light out there. Amen? All the light can't just stay gathered together here. We got to get out there if we're going to influence the world for Christ, push back darkness, show that there is a better way. We we can't just stay together. right? A lot of people like that. All their friends are Christian. You're like, yeah, man, all my friends are Christian. I'm like, that's good. Uh, Not really. (laughs) <laughs> who are you being a light to? Right? So we got to understand the, the heaviness of this. Think about it this way. You may be the person that that person who does not know Christ, God has assigned to, for you to be the gospel light to them. Think about Be the light. Jesus said, I was the light while I was with you, but now you be the light. I always like it. Well, I don't like it. That was sarcasm. But when people would say to me, oh, Pastor Ron, I have this employee. I got this person who doesn't know the Lord. Could you give him a call? Now, I don't mind doing that, but I don't know them. You work with them. You see where I'm going? You're the light right there. You're the light. We have to realize the heaviness of this responsibility. So let's pray and ask God to open up our eyes. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Lord, it's only because of him that we have life. And Father, you've called us now not just to walk in newness of life, but to be the light. And I pray for each of us in our individual contexts that Lord, we would feel the weight of this because it is a command that you give. And that Lord, we would by your wisdom and grace, start shining our lights, the way you've called us to do it, Lord. So open up our eyes to these truths, Father. We thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Let's look at John 8:12 as we begin. John 8:12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of light." It is only through the work of Jesus Christ that you and I have life. Amen? Amen. It's not through your works. It's not through anything that you have done. Jesus came into the world to be the light of the world, to offer spiritual life. We were all dead in our sins upon arrival. Jesus comes into the world, dies for the sins of mankind, so that we might have life. We praise God for that. John's gospel talks about that Jesus was the light that came into the world, but the world did what with that light? They rejected it. Light came into the darkness that were darkness, all that is evil, all that is spiritually dead. Light came into the world, and and, and the darkness couldn't comprehend it, right? Jesus came, sent by the Father, to secure our salvation, thereby giving us life, light, spiritual life. And as his disciples were following him, And watching his ministry, Jesus is going to exhort them that now they are the light. The light, life was not given to us just for us to keep for ourselves. Amen? It's not just, well, I'm saved. I know I'm on my way to heaven. My eternity is secure. I'm good. I don't need to do anything but just kind of live for Jesus, worship, Bible studies, a few missionary trip, trips, and maybe write a book. But <laughs> you can do all that. But within that, you need to be a light. And being a light requires you actively doing something. And we're going to see that in our text. So Jesus gives spiritual life through reconciling us to God through his death and resurrection. Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of light and all that it means. Amen? But now let's go over to Matthew 5. Matthew 5, 14. And this is in the context of Jesus giving the Sermon on the Mount where he's talking about the kingdom of god and and this new ethic for god's kingdom right all of these these new ways of living through the spirit of god this is couched in that context all right you are the light of the world a city set on a hill cannot be now, notice notice the, the pictures he's going to paint. You are the light of the world. In other words, there is something intrinsically in you that ought to just be obvious, seen. Think about this. Because he says, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden now remember he's in Israel right and what do you know about the hills right there were hills and, 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 and there were little towns right so at night you could easily look up on the hill and see what the lights from the city you don't have to tell somebody hey did you know there was a city over there they would look at you and be like duh, right you ever see the skyline of Philadelphia? Or see the skyline of, a, of even Allentown, right? You, you can be all the way out near Whitehall coming in and see the downtown Allentown because of the building, because of the light. This is what Jesus is saying. That's you. That's you. You are the light of the world. It should be painfully obvious. <laughs> People should see you, the light that is in you, and that's Christ in you, amen? I wonder if we go to our workplaces and to our neighbors and to our acquaintances and we were to ask them, is so-and-so a believer? Do you know what they should say without even thinking? Of course. Why would you ask us a dumb question? It's, It's like saying, is that the city? Of course it is. Don't you see the light? Do do you see the connection Jesus is making? So he says, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Everybody sees and knows this city. So in a very general way, people around you, people in your sphere of influence, should see Christ in you. Let me take it a step further. If someone does not see the light in you, what's the problem? Because according to Jesus, (laughs) a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. You got to wrestle with that. You have to wrestle with that. You see, when we talk about Jesus being the light, when we talk about Jesus saying that, that, that I am the light of the world, that I am the light, and John says he's the light that came into the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend him, right? And, and he goes to the cross, and he defeats sin, and then he raises from the dead, and, and he imputes life to us. It's impossible that people don't see that, because that's a divine activity. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? That's something supernatural. That happens in your life. How can they not see that? It has nothing to do with you. Notice he didn't say, be the light. He didn't say, be the light. You are the light. There's a difference. For the believer, your entire essence has changed. Your entire point of reference is different. And it's so different because it's fueled by the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, who's daily conforming you to the image of Jesus Christ. Right? That that life inside of you cannot help but to be seen because it's a work of God. Are, 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 is this making sense? Right? So you have to ask yourself, Lord. If you're saying, I am the light, and a city set on a hill cannot be hidden because of the light, which means I should be seen, it should be obvious that I'm a follower of Christ. You have to ask yourself. Is everybody just walking by? Like, excuse me, excuse me. Like, and and nobody notices the light. (laughs) And this is where it's going to get real practical as we get to the end. Notice, the light is obvious from the city. And we are to be the light. And if we are the light, just by default, people will see it and people will begin to ask questions. Because you are shy. I'm shy. No, no, no. This has nothing to do with your personality. This has to do with the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of you. The world, darkness, those without Christ, they are going to sense that in you. Remember Jesus? He would come up into a city and the demon-possessed people would come up to him and say, what do you got to, What are you doing here, man? <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> it's not our time. Like, they, reckon, they knew who he was. Why? Because he's the essence of light. And they are the epitome of darkness. And when light comes in the presence of darkness, it dispels darkness. When you're walking out in this world and and we are the light and Christ is in us, you are going to naturally rub up against the culture. It's going to happen. How can it not happen? You're the light. If you can just live in this culture and walk and rub shoulders and and do things with everybody and and nobody, nobody ever says anything to you. Like, how come you don't do this? How, How come you don't? something's wrong, (laughs) something's wrong, you you understand, this was so convicting, even as, 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 I was going through this, I'm like, wait a minute, sometimes we, we attribute being a witness to people, like, I don't know what to say, and I don't, I don't, but if you are being the light, and you are like a city set on a hill, people will see you, and they will come to you, and ask you a question, Which is why Peter says, be ready to give an answer for the hope that is within you when they ask you. Why are they asking you anything? Because they see the light in you. Guys, we got to feel the weight of this. You and I have been redeemed by Jesus Christ. We now have spiritual life. And we're living in a world that is in spiritual darkness. And Jesus left to go back to the Father, and He said, Now you are the light. The very thing Jesus Christ came in the world to do, he says, Now you go and be my witnesses of that. You take them the light, because you are the light. Do you do you feel the heavy responsibility? Let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 to 15. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. Then 15. That you may be blameless. Talking to believers and innocent. Children of God, without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Man, do you see how relevant God's word is? That is not a commentary on today's culture. Crooked and twisted. Among whom you, what? Shine as what? Lights in the world. What is the hope of a crooked and twisted generation? You being a light. Think about it. Paul is exhorting them. Now, it's interesting how he talks about your character, right? He talks about your character. You, that that you may be blameless and innocent. Children of God. Right. Without blemish. In other words, we're walking the walk. We're not just lip Christians. We actually are living our lives in a way that honors God. Doesn't mean that we don't sin. It doesn't mean that we don't mess up. But Paul was saying you are walking, keeping in step with the Holy Spirit, putting things out of your life, putting the old man to rest, putting on the new man. All of that. Right. Your your gaze is fixed on Jesus. You're laying aside every weight vices in your life that are contrary to who Christ, like that's the way you live. So you do that. But as you're doing that, remember you're doing that in the midst of a twisted generation. And you shine as lights. Man, oh, that we feel the weight of this. The only hope that this world has is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And what Christ has done for you You need to let that shine that others may see. You know, we say God works through means, right? God works through means. God doesn't need us. He's sovereign. Do you know God could just open up the eyes of people? And we do nothing. Couldn't God do that? But he says, you shine as lights. You're going to be the means through which I show people my grace. You're going to be the means through which darkness is pushed back. You're going to be the means. That's, that's like, Lord, me, not me? No, why me? That's the way God has designed it. Guys, look at the, the heaviness of this, the, the implications of this what you and I are called to do. We shine as lights in the world. You know, I, I, I hear sometimes pastors preach about all the The corruption and the wickedness that is in the world. And yes, there's a lot. There's a lot. But those same churches, sometimes they never get out in the world. They They, they, they never... They never go and let your light shine. God didn't save us just for us to have a little country club. No, he saved us to shine in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Now, what's stopping you? What's stopping you from shining? Because he says intrinsically, you are the light. You have Christ in you. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, so what's stopping you? Why is it that people don't obviously see your light? You got to wrestle with that. Let's go back to Matthew. Let's look at verse 15. So he says, a city on a hill, it's obvious. You can see the city on the hill, it's obvious. But then he says in 15, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. That that would be ridiculous. But on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. So he goes from the community you can just look up on the hill and see that, oh, there's a city. But then it's interesting. Now he gives an example of the actual house. And these houses in Israel would have been very, very just modest houses, one-room one houses. And, and, and they would have had like a basket, a little bushel, a literal basket where they would weigh out a bushel of their crops. And this little oil lamp that they would have. Little clay container with oil in it and a little wick in it. That was their light for the little home. He says, You don't take that and put it, in and put it under a bushel. You don't do that. There was like a, 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 a little ledge, like coming out of a lot of these old houses in ancient Israel, where they would set, set the little oil lamp on the stand, and it would light the entire house. What is, what is Jesus getting at here? So you are the light. But you don't put that light in a position where it's not useful. <laughs> Why are you putting the light under the basket? You need it so that it might shine in the house, so that you can see. See where he's going here? And it gives light to all in the house. To all the people in the house. They can see to navigate, to get around, so they don't trip. They can see. He's saying, you are this light. You are this light. Are people seeing through you? How to navigate through life according to God. Are they seeing that through you? Is your light shining where people are, why do you, why is it that you don't do, that's your light shining? And you're like, excuse me, can I ask you a question? I noticed when we said that, you didn't laugh. I noticed, I, I noticed that you said you was going through some stuff, but you, you said something about praying? What are you, you, Are you a Christian? What? Like, your light should be so obvious. Not in some awkward way where you're standing in the lunchroom on a crate with with a megaphone. And listen, workers, before break is over, thou might see God. Y'all need to. No, stop. Stop. Come on. No, it just. You are the light. Your actions, because of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You're not going to do as the unregenerate person does. You're you're living according to the spirit of God in you. By nature, that is going to be obvious. And they're going to be like, something's different about this person. Something's different about this person. So light is useful when it is displayed in such a way. Where it can do what? Penetrate the darkness. <laughs> Notice, he goes from a city on a hill to a lamp in a household. Now look at what he says in verse 16. Remember, this is all coming off of you are the light. Matthew five sixteen. then he says, watch this, in the same way up right there in what same way the two examples he just gave just like a city is obviously there's the city I can see it just like obviously you don't take a lamp and put it under a bushel you put it here so everybody can see in the same way let your light shine before others so I, I think the next, the logical question becomes what? How do we do that? Okay. How do we do I, Intrinsically, I am the light. The Spirit of God is in me. Just by default, there's going to be ways that I live according to God's word that are going to rub up against the culture. They're going to see that. And in that transaction, they're going to say something's different about this kid. Yeah, that's, that's Christ in me. Right? So, so there's that intrinsic, because I'm, I'm, I'm following the light, I'm following Christ, right? That's part of it. But look at the other part here. Because he says, in the same way, let your light shine before others. In other words, there's something tangible that you and I should be doing as lights that brings truth and God's revelation to the minds of those in darkness. And look what he says. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. Ah. (laughs) And give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So he connects the shining of light to good works. He's not talking about good works for your salvation because why? How do we know that? Because he already said, You are the light. You are the light because of what Christ has done. We're not talking about salvation now. We're talking about who you are now. You have my spirit in you. Now let that shine. What's one of the practical ways we let it shine? What does the word say? Good works. That they might see your good works and give glory to your father who is in be 101 different ways we could do good works. But the idea is don't conceal that light. Let it shine through the doing of good works. The movie. Going over the war, Burma, the death, all of that around, but yet you're there doing a good work. He's over there doing a good work. Why? Prompted by, I just want to be a good moral person. No. What motivated him to do that? What motivated him to do that? God's call. And I want to shine. I I, I want to let my light shine. You see the connection? And so can you imagine ISIS and the people there scratching their head? Like, what is this dude doing? This guy's crazy. Why, why, why is he, why, he's running behind a tank or in front of a tank or whatever, Sarah, you said he did, right? Don't spoil it. I want to see it. I haven't seen that movie yet. But you got to scratch your head. And can you imagine all the people around who know this is a believer? And, and, and I'm sure they asked him in private, why are you doing this? God told me to. Wow. Now, again. God may not be calling you to fight ISIS, but you can be a light right at your job. I, I think sometimes Christians, we 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 look at these opportunities that have to be these big opportunities. Well, I think I'm going to go to Nepal for five months, live in a jungle, and just suffer for Jesus and be a light. Well, that, that could be all you, bro. I wouldn't do that unless God's calling you to do that, right? Like we, we get these magnificent things. I I, I I told you guys. I mean, time I I got so convicted, I got so convicted. I went to China one time, came back, went to China again, working with the underground church. Real danger, real possibility of losing your life, but Monique gave me permission to go. I told her most of what happened over there. I, you know, some stuff just <laughs> kind left out. But anyway. I remember God convicted me. That's awesome. Praise God! And I believe God called me to go do that. And I, I remember I'm sitting home one day. I'm looking out the window, and the Holy Spirit's like, "Yeah, you never remember Ed across the street? Hey, you've never gone over and talked to Ed." Wow. Wow. See, we can get enamored. We want to do the big things for the Lord. Pastor Ron's in China, in the underground church. Pray for him. Ooh. Like, I mean, I'm not making fun of that. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I'm glad y'all. Not y'all, but the other church. I'm glad they prayed for me. But here's the irony. As I'm backing out the driveway of, of our house at 4 o'clock that morning, being taken to the airport and going past house of neighbors that I've never spoken to about the Lord Jesus Christ, but you're about to go get on a plane for 15 hours and go into the underground church. I was convicted by this too. I'm like, oh, oh, God didn't call you just to let your light shine in China. You are the light everywhere you are. Amen? In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father. It's very interesting that that word, good works, the idea there is, attractiveness, beauty. That's interesting. He could have used another word that simply just meant good in quality. I think that's what we kind of think. We see good, oh, like it's good, it's not bad. It's good. Qualitatively, it's good. But he uses a word that means it's beautiful. Oh, wow, it's attractive. Can you see See, when when we do works like that, prompted by the Holy Spirit in the midst of darkness, all of darkness just looks like what? Because you so stand out. Because you're not responding the way those who have not been regenerated by the Holy Spirit respond. And there's a beauty about it. (laughs) There's an attractiveness about it. And what's the end result? They don't come up to you and say, man, you're a really nice guy. But they might glorify, give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And do you know why that transaction takes place? Because when people come and they point out your good works, you give all glory and honor to God. You say, I am what I am because of what Christ has done. I did that because of what Christ has done for me. This ain't got nothing to do for me. You don't want to know me apart from Christ. I would have never done that. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it must be something to this. <laughs> Who is this God? Right? It's beautiful what God is calling us to do. Everyday life, guys, everyday life should be a witness to the transformation of Christ in our lives. Every day, no matter where you are. In the store, Wawa, Walmart wherever and again it's, it's not about I'm, I'm 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 walking in with a sign and a bullhorn no 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 intrinsically just be the light just just be the light now i talk a lot about the spiritual disciplines and i'm going to keep talking about them because it's so foundational your time in the word your time in prayer your time fasting, your time meditating, all of that, if you will, will stoke the light in you or not. Does that make sense? See, Christ is already in us, the hope of glory. Amen. Holy Spirit's in us. We've been sealed until the day of redemption. Praise God, right? Maybe. Maybe what I'm saying might sound a little foreign, like I'm just I hear what you're saying, but I don't tangibly see that in my life. Okay, doesn't mean that you don't know Christ. Maybe. It's because your time with your savior. Is very anemic. You know, Jesus said, I am the light. Now you are the light. Now Christ is in us. But you know you have to cultivate that relationship. Your salvation is secure in what Jesus did on the cross. Praise God. But just like any other relationship, just like a marriage relationship, I can be legally married to Monique and yet not intimate with her. But on the paper, yep, we're married. And so many Christians are living that way in their relationship with Christ. And there's there's. There's there's a longing to know him because I believe it. I believe if you're a true believer, there is that longing to know him because God said, I put that in you. So if you don't have any desire to know him, it's probably because you don't know. Him. Not being mean, I'm just we got to keep it real. Because Jesus said, God said, what the work that I began in you, I will complete. it, And I will give you the desire to do of my good pleasure. But oftentimes, God will be working on our heart, pulling us, and we want to go this way. <laughs> right? he's, he's, he's like, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. And it's like, I know, oh, hold on, Lord, and, and we go this way. Well, if if, if, if if again, if we're not walking and keeping us up with the Spirit and cultivating our knowledge of God and increasing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, guess what? Your light's going to be like, 20 watt it's still there because intrinsically you are the light but it's like a 20 watt man you you start getting along with god and just praying and seeking his face spending time with him man it's like a halogen bulb right you don't even have to do anything it's just like people ringing you out it was like, okay, anything else? I said, no, I'm good. They say, look, you in a good mood? What's going on? Oh, no, I'm just I'm, I'm just, I'm a Christian, man. And they look at you like, you're crazy. But, but, but here's the thing. You brought it up, not me. <laughs> I mean, you, you're the one that says something's different. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's, it, I forget where the scripture is. Um, I forget who it was. But they looked and they concluded that they had been with Jesus. Guys, the time you spend with Jesus, it is going to cultivate a love for him, and your light is going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. Amen. And again, don't, don't beat yourself over the head if you're like, wow, I mean, I, no one ever said anything to me like, I don't think anybody sees my light. <laughs> I mean, they just matter of fact, one guy said, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, you're a pagan like us. Right? It's like, okay, we got a problem. They're not seeing anything in your life. Okay, don't. But, but, but you know Christ has redeemed you. You love him. You do. Okay, all right. How's your time with him? How's your time with him? Remember, God works through means. Spend time in the word. Spend time. And, and why is it so hard? It's hard. Because Satan knows. I can't take your salvation. But I can do everything in my power that your love for Christ would stop growing. That's why he will fight you tooth and nail to spend time and get along with God in the word and in prayer. You are the light. The world, those who don't know Christ, they ought to be seeing this attractiveness, this beauty, and the things that we do and how we do it. Wow. And it's in that, that they will glorify God because they know that is not of the world. That is not of the world. There's something going on inside of you. That's what light does. It totally dispels the darkness. This is why, again, when Jesus walked into these certain towns and villages, the darkness recognized him right away. I know who you are. You're the son of God. Wow. Wow. People ought to see Christ in us. People ought to be able to look at you and say, something is different. You spent time with Jesus. We are the light. How can we function the same as the world with the Holy Spirit on the inside of us? I'm going to tell you, you can as a true believer. You can't. The Holy Spirit is not indwelling you just going like this with his hands. No. He's conforming you to the image of his son. He's constantly working on us. The world's going to see that. You have life in you. You have life in you. We are living out what Jesus, who Jesus says we are. Think about that. Just be who you are. Live it out. And again, Satan will come against you so that you don't do that. Remember, there are so many exhortations in Scripture to the believer to, hey, stop sinning. He's Talking to believers, (laughs) hey, stop sinning. Lay that aside. Get that out of your life. Paul, at one point, is talking to the believers and he said, I didn't think I would have to say this to you guys. My goodness, the pagans are living better lives than you right now. He was talking to believers. So all those things can dim the light, can make us less effective. But it doesn't change the fact that you are the light. You are the light because of what Christ has done. Amen. Let's look as we get ready to close. Look at Ephesians chapter five. Ephesians chapter five. I'm going to read verses 8 to 16. It's a lot of verses, but just listen to all of them. I want you to feel the weight, the reality of who we are. For at one time, you were darkness. That was us. (laughs) But now, you are light in the Lord. Amen? He doesn't stop there. Walk as children of light. (laughs) Live it now. Let's keep going. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit's on the inside of every true believer. And as you live, more and more of the fruit of the Spirit ought to be evident in your life. Ought to be seen. He goes on. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. I love that. That that takes what? Try to discern. You're in the midst of so many distractions. You're in the midst of so many worldviews that are counter God. Listen, but you're the light. Now live as the light. And discern what is pleasing to God. You will not discern what is pleasing to God apart from spending time with Jesus. In the word, in prayer, in fasting, in meditation. See how it keeps coming back to that? (laughs) Let's keep going. Verse 11. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. Hmm. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. That, that, That thing is now seen for what it is. And you know God can use that exposure to draw people to himself. When the light is shown on it. It's exposed by what is good, what is pure, what is true. God uses that to bring conviction to the hearts of man. Let's keep going. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Now, we don't have time to unpack all this, but listen, how do people need to know? How will they know that they're in darkness? Because they see the light. (laughs) Oh, where's the light? You are the light. You feel the weight of it? And God will use us as light for his grace to be shown to those in darkness. I heard somebody say one time, and I remember I I, I I would hear this comment and I said, I don't agree with that. But I think I know what they meant now. I would hear people say this you may be the person standing in between someone else and hell. You ever hear that? And I would say, Come on, man, God's sovereign. Ain't nobody going to hell because of my lack of of of, of witnessing. I, I you yeah, know, I wrestle with that. I'm like, come on. What did Jesus say? You are the light. The light for what reason? To shine. That they may see and glorify God. That Christ here in this passage may shine on them. It goes back to God's means. It's not us. It's not us. But God chooses to use us to be the light. To to convict people as we are walking as children of light. He's using us as he's drawing people to God, to himself. Wow. So in that vein, you could be the person between somebody and hell. Let's keep going. Look carefully then. See the admonition? Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise but as wise. And then 16, I love this. Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Guys, we live in darkness. Now, I believe in the context of Ephesians, and this ought to be sobering. The people that are walking in darkness, and when he talks about exposing the darkness, I believe he's talking about other believers. If you go back and read the context. He's talking about believers among us. Wow. Expose it. Expose it. That they might repent and come back. But I believe he's talking about in the context of believers. See the importance of the body? Yeah, I know we've been focusing on, yes, we are to be the light out here. but, But do you see how even being the light in each other's lives? God uses to expose sin in our own lives. We are the light. There's so many implications to this. So as we close, ask the Lord to begin to open up your heart and mind and and show you, Father, I know I'm called to shine. Please show me why I'm not. Oh, Open up my heart. Show me why I'm not shining. I, I, I know you. I've trusted you in the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, I've trusted in him for my salvation. But God, I don't feel that I'm doing this. And you call us to shine in the midst of a dark and perverse world. Father, give me the boldness, the courage to begin to shine that they might see the good works in my life that are beautiful, that are pleasant, but they glorify you because of it. Each and every one of us can do better at this. Each and every one of us. And that's my prayer. Lord, help me to realize who I am. I'm the light. Act like it. Shine. God uses means through which he draws people to himself. And he uses those whom he has already redeemed to be the light. Father, thank you so much for your truth. Lord, you didn't just save us just to save us or you could have taken us home but you left us here to now be the light god to to be the light to 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 shine forth god and to declare your righteousness your holiness to declare the gospel message help each and every one of us to be and walk as children of light oh god help us to get those things out of our lives that that keep causing us to stumble, that keep causing guilt and shame, and and, and we just hide our light. And and we're not walking for you. We're not being bold for you. Help us to lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily gets us off track. God, that we would shine and that we would be the light as you have called us to be. Oh, God, work these truths in our hearts, I pray, in Jesus' name.